0: Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action.
1: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Thanks for listening to Saints Happy Hour. We are a family here. You know what families do? They support each other. And if you aren't a patron, we need your support. All the great content you consume for free takes time and money. If you love the show and listen regularly, please become a patron. We need you. Supporting Saints Happy Hour can cost you as little as 23 cents a day. That's what the Saints should have paid Kenny Stills. So please, go to Patreon slash Saints Happy Hour and support the show today.
3: This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints Happy Cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio
4: with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's, it's painful.
2: All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. We are on Twitter Spaces tonight. We're trying this out for the first time. Uh, Kevin, you're joining us. Sean Payton retired today. And like I was telling people before we started the official show, I got emotional writing that Channel 4 column. I think it's because Drew Brees, I was emotionally prepared for it. We had been going through the dance with him for two years, and and he, like, gave us a soft landing. Sean Payton, it dropped out last week, and it was kind of ebb and flow. And you're like, oh, he's definitely leaving. Then he's like, no, he's going to stay. It hit me hard, man. And... I just think of him as we may have, we may be blessed with another great Saints coach in our life. Maybe, probably not, but maybe. But I'm 100% sure we are never going to have a Saints coach that is going to play the circle of life by Elton John to troll his defensive coordinator that he fired after running a trick play where Willie Snead threw a touchdown. Like, Sean Payton always got New Orleans and got the fans and gave us a wink and a nod and he was petty like New Orleans people are and we loved him for it you know uh you know um and it's just it's just one of those things where I I'm I'm pretty emotional as I wait for uh for Kevin and Dave Dave if you're with us uh unmute yourself there's there's Kevin Kevin how are you tonight how are you doing tonight
5: Okay, I have to, I mean, I was, you know, stunned um, because literally we were texting earlier today and Dave had, te- had sent a message about, you know, oh, Underhill said that they that they were having a meeting or like a discussion. And I then go on Twitter and the first tweet I see was somebody else. I can't remember who it was, but somebody just said, Good for, good for, good for Sean Payton. That was all it said, and I'm immediately oh, like, yeah. "Okay, what You're the like, hell is oh, that?" No. <laughs> so I start scrolling backward, and I find I see he's retiring, and I'm just, and then I sent it to you guys in our in our text chat, and yeah, it was very stunning, especially because true to form, we put out you know audio on the big show, and then the next day, that's right, something <laughs> something happens, going to be back. so. Dave, Dave said he was going to die
2: on the hill, that it was all a. Yeah. All a yeah he's already He'll dead. People to watch his Netflix movie. He's already dead.
5: Like, Dave, it's not Dave the first time we've looked like horses' asses, and it won't be the last. No, it's not. We won't. Yeah, nobody. Wait, first of all,
6: how do I sound? What do I want to speak into? <laughs> you, do sound speak directly into my, you sound fine. You sound fine. Okay. I, I hate these app things. <laughs> uh, get off of my lawn. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah uh, look I'm still uh I, I'm I'm in disbelief I'm gonna choose to believe that this is actually just the final uh the final uh, piece de resistance <laughs> in the whole um, marketing <laughs> campaign for um uh stop for the movie it. home stop team it. coming out on stop. stop coming out on Netflix this Friday <laughs> um have
7: some respect to-
8: Shut up, Kevin. Learn how um, to take the L, Dave. At some point you gotta take the L.
7: That's right.
6: Oh I, oh, I totally <laughs> think I'm do you think I can defend myself at all?
9: No.
6: Um no, but uh I, well, I was you, actually you just could thinking you about could
8: pull a Jeff Duncan and just stop. Interacting, like just stop tweeting. I feel like he's just ignoring <laughs> all the people that are like. I thought you said champagne <laughs>
2: people, twi- people are tweeting. People are tweeting the sports cover from Saturday at Duncan. <laughs> well, just I'm not. Him.
6: I'm not a big J journalist. Uh, I don't have uh, credentials or uh, nobody. Nobody like actually thinks that. No one's
2: football. a journalist We're- in here. I don't believe. Yeah,
6: nobody thinks my word is actually <laughs> means anything. So this is, this um, is my
8: first time on uh, Twitter Spaces, and and it looks like we got a lot of people in here.
6: We That's do. Cool. It's it's yeah. This is it's, way better than I won't say the name. But the other Spotify. Don't, 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 say, don't say the
8: name. Don't say the name. Don't even yeah, say the name. You
2: know, they might. But, just, um, Twitter
6: will probably cut us off. No, but I was I was thinking right before we got on. Um, you know, plot twist. I'm. Uh, now I'm pissed off that they beat the Falcons, uh, in the final week of the season. What? I think if they, I think if they lose that game, they have a losing season. No way Peyton can retire. No, on that no, no, say, no, no, no. Another you see, season after no. I think, I think if the saints lose to the Falcons final week, I think Peyton's still our coach.
5: No, yeah. you see, listen, <laughs> I, I left work today. I look, I have not had a chance to listen to to the, to the full press conference. But I listened to y'all's, you know, emergency podcast that, that you and Juge had. And I about swerved off the road once or twice <laughs> because I'm just like, boy, you guys, y'all are just like, you know, man, I feel like he put us in a bad position. I feel like he's walking away. Why is he got to do that? This and that. And and now you want to come off with, oh, now I wish he didn't beat the Falcons in in, in the final game. If anything, that is perfect. That he is, is the perfect. perfect. The, it, that's how you want to go out. It's the perfect. That's, that's exactly how you that's want to go out. You're, you're, but you're, here's you're proving the, my
2: point. He 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 made up his mind, Dave. I believe that it was it was done. He said that he wasn't collecting mementos, and he was just like, "Yeah, this is a beat the Falcons one more time. This is it. This is a this is a cool way to end it." And you know, I, I, I think. There was maybe a path for him to stay. But kind of coaching, Andrew, is like once you're like, I think I want to retire, like you're done. Like you you can't be like kind of all in a coaching. And that's part of Gail today was like No half measures. Yeah, Gail was like, Hey, take a take a long sabbatical, come back for training camp. And Sean Fay's like, I can't, I can't do that. One, we need a quarterback. And is Kevin and, is
5: Kevin insanely loud to you guys? He
2: are? is, but that's Kevin for him.
5: Well, well, I'm getting right up on my phone.
2: Yeah, right. we'll do that.
8: Okay.
5: Yeah, so uh, if anybody
2: wants to, to join like us and give thoughts, from your
5: phone. request give, give to your,
8: talk, your and phone, we'll let you, Kevin, give your phone the old COVID, you know, six foot distance thing. Not
5: doing that. <laughs> I'm just going to talk. I'm going to. How do You're I fine. sound
8: now?
6: You're fine. You're fine. Better I just
5: can't better. hold my phone up to my face. Sorry. Um. Right now, wait. I I had one
6: point I wanted to make. Florio came out with that article. Now this is this is what I was referring to Andrew on our post right. on our on our podcast earlier, and I think Florio was planning on releasing this in March when his book was coming out. But I guess now with the news, he decided he would uh, mention it now. But uh, basically, he's saying in 2019. Uh, he, Sean Payton was already had his foot out the door. He was definitely he was going, going to, be to Dallas, a Dallas Cowboys head coach. And the only reason it didn't happen was because Anthony Davis wound up saying, "I'm out of here." Made the big stink, didn't sign his contract, and Mickey Loomis said, "I can't, I can't have Anthony Davis leave." Because Mickey Loomis, you have to remember at the time, Mickey Loomis was also running the Pelicans. Uh, so, and Mickey said. Sean I can't have Anthony Davis leave and then also you leave at the same time I would be like the they'll drag yeah. me they'll drag my body through yeah. the streets so he <laughs> at the I last second I
8: don't I don't buy that for even half a second
6: well what I, all I'm going to say is if that's true it's, and it's not it it, it's it, it it's a little black mark I think on my on my what, how I feel about Peyton because I didn't realize that he would do. You that. already
5: have a bunch of black marks I on on, not. on Kevin, how you feel
6: about him, Kevin. Like I'm. Look, I use humor during rough during times of darkness. Okay, I know <laughs> not everybody grieves. <laughs> we don't all grieve the same way. Okay, Kevin.
5: I feel. Listen, if we if if we if we are Kelly's heroes, I am Donald I Sutherland. That. telling telling you guys about the negative vibrations. Y'all got to knock it off with that. They
2: don't have any person in this room. Twitter space that got that reference. Yeah, <laughs> I,
6: I, like, I,
5: didn't, I, I I don't get that one. Yeah, Here's
2: it we got a couple people that want to talk and I want people to be able yeah. to to say thank yous and and their their uh their thoughts on Sean Payton. So we got a couple um first person I want to go it to is um Depressed his his title is Depressed Saints fan, the Dep- Depressed Saints fan. Your your thoughts on Sean Payton no longer being being a Saints coach.
1: Um <laughs> thanks for having me on guys. Um so like I was tweeting earlier with with Ralph and I've been a Saints fan since I was like 10. So how old are, Sean how old is, are you now? I'm 26. He's all you know. So, Sean so, yeah, in. So, He's all he's all I know. So it's, That's it's so really weird. weird. It's really weird to like think that a new era of Saints football that like I've never embarked on is about to, to happen. And it's just like I was really i was like fighting people like oh he's not gonna leave he's not gonna leave and then when the news broke and i saw uh, nick underhill's tweet i was just so sad like the rest yeah. of the day i was just been i've been down so
8: yeah i i mean i think we all felt that way where your stomach i mean your stomach even though we saw it coming in the sense that there, the news was out there your stomach sinks when you see that and it hits it hits different when you see that yeah. underhill tweet but i will say this i mean not not that this is meant to make you feel any better but you know, I, I, I'm 41 and I started, you know, I, I remember the early eighties and I, there was a part about Sean Payton's press conference where he said, I'd like to believe that I left it better than I found it. That's obviously utterly and completely true. And my only hope for you is that we won't revert back, like the saints are in such a state now. That they're just as a franchise, they're not going to revert back to what it was like when I was a kid. You know, like you, you, we're starting with a clean slate, yes, but I think they're set up to succeed in ways that they were not even close to being set up to before Peyton was there. So that's the silver lining, in my opinion. And,
2: and thanks for the press Saints fan for, um, for, 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 uh, for joining us. I, I want to say this is people like him that are like 25, 26. And for all of us, Sean, in my opinion, Sean Payton, he might have not been – you can argue he's not the best coach because Belichick has the rings or whatever. But I'm telling you this, as far as rock star media attention coach that the media cares about, Sean Payton was in a stratosphere by himself, and it is going to be really weird for the Saints to go back to just be having a head coach that 90% of America and the media doesn't care about because Sean Payton had this, I don't know what you call it, charisma, whatever, where like everything he did made headlines. And we went through this, is he going, is he leaving? Like no other just go through this. It's going to be a come down, Andrew. I don't know if I, I like it. I liked having the rock star coach. It was fun.
8: Personality-wise, we'll never find anyone that you know. And look, that's not to mean that people can't be successful. We can't get a different coach, but there'll never be another one like him.
6: I liked one of my favorite things during his press conference was when he was talking about himself, and he said, "I like to think that I've been very friendly and amicable in my later years." (laughs) He he specifically (laughs) said, "You know, later later years," years. because he knew in his early years he was an asshole.
8: I don't know. I, I don't know that he was ever friendly and amicable to Cat Terrell. Let's let's call a spade a spade. There,
2: Catherine. So we got Jason. Jason C. He wants to to speak. Jason. Uh, Jason. Jason.
8: It's Jason, it's
2: Jason Champagne. It's Jason Champagne. It's Jason Champagne. Jason Champagne. What's it's your thoughts? Champagne. On- Champagne. What's your thoughts on, on Sean Payton <laughs> leaving?
7: So you know, I gotta admit, when I first saw the tweet, I was I was pretty gutted. You know, I was hopeful that the smoke was just smoke. He was going to come back or maybe take a year off. But, you know, honestly, just reading the tea leaves from today's press conference, it was goodbye. And, you know, he's he's earned he's earned that right to be able to step away. Uh, I posted in the discord about, you know, I've I've changed careers twice in my life and. You know, each time I was successful where I was, I was happy doing what I was doing. I was loved the people that I was, you know, working with. And it was a more than 10 year run each time. But, you know, sometimes you feel like the walls are closing in on you and you just need a new direction. You need a new challenge. And each career change for me was completely different from what I was doing before, you know, Um, and I kind of feel that Sean's at that point. I can relate to where he is. And I know you guys were talking about how the saints are set up for future success. And I, I kind of think back to, cause I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess now I could probably consider myself one of the older guys. Um, cause, cause I've been a saints fan since I was nine. And that was like bum Phillips's last year. And, uh, you know, when Jim Mora resigned, that man was done. And, and it wasn't just because Benson probably asked him or nudged him to resign after his comments um, about the team sucking. <laughs> but the, the man was just emotionally, physically, mentally drained. And the sad. team didn't sad to
8: see him in that way.
7: It, it really was. And I'll never forget. I was driving back. I was going to Nichols at the time and I was driving to work. And I heard the news break on 870 that Jim Moore had quit. And it, that was a gut punch, um, but but it, it felt a lot sadder than today because the organization, Mickey, Dennis Lausha, Miss Gale, uh, the entire culture is different than, than when Mora resigned. You had the three-headed monster. Jim Finks had at that point, I believe, passed away. I know he had stepped away sometime before that.
2: It was Jim Mora, Bill Kuharik, and Jim Miller. And Jim Miller. And then they asked who was in charge, and Jim Moore says, I don't answer to either of those guys. I answer to Benson.
7: <laughs> yeah. Was, and and was, you just kind of had a mess. You had a void. Um, we don't have that today. There's a clear structure in place and a culture for success. And, you know, I know some people say, you know, why did Sean leave at a low point? I don't think it's a low point. It's a It's an opportunity for him to have a rebirth, and it's kind of an opportunity for the Saints too to to move on to the next phase oh yeah i think it good
8: ralph that's a great great point by jason you know yeah. that and, and it, it really makes me think just about sean payton first of all look this is his life he can do whatever he wants and good for him like we should we should all be so lucky to get to a point in our lives where we make enough money and we've had enough success that we can walk away from it and say, you know what? I'm going to enjoy my life for a little bit and 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 clear the noise because the f- football is a pressure cooker. We all see that. And like, it, I mean, look, every every it's, it's hazardous to your health. It's it's very stressful. And look, like, good for him that he can walk away and do this. And you know, Jason's point is good. Like, it, it's going to come to an end one day. And Obviously, we would all love to see him leave after winning a Super Bowl. That would be incredible. That would be an incredible way to go out. But seldom does anyone ever get to write the script that way. And so you know, of all the ways it can go out, I've seen it with Hazlitt. I've seen it with Jim Moore right. a- a- and in disaster, and that's really ugly. And not only is it really ugly, but it kind of tarnishes the memory of the legacy because in some ways, like that's like Jim Moore, like we all look back on him fondly now, but that's part of his history, that miserable season mm-hmm. at the end where he kinda lost his mind. And I don't want to see Sean Payton exit that way.
2: Yeah, no, I I, com- I completely I completely agree. And the the one thing I was thinking of is we we've got a couple of people that want to speak. Um Steve, your thoughts on uh
3: Sean Payton. Yeah, hey, thanks guys. appreciate it. And I, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. And so I'm Andrew, I'm kind of the same age as you. And I agree with what you said, that they are set up much better now than before Peyton. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that goes to what he talked about today when he was talking about the building, right? I mean, you look around, the franchises that seem to struggle year in and year out don't have the structure that they now have in place because of what. Partially that that he's responsible for, right? He he kinda came in that culture. And he, yeah. he talked about when he first got here, he and then he's talked about the 06 team many times, right? But then he talked about how he was mean to the media. I honestly think in some ways he had to do that, right? He he kinda had to be a little bit of like, hey, we gotta change the way things operate around here. But I mean, I I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying. I mean, he's he's perfectly fine to go off and, and do what he does. The the one thing that really stood out to me though. 16 years, like I'm just looking around and I look at a picture of like me and my wife or me and my kids and I'm like, oh, well, he was still the coach back then. And I looked a lot better, you know, 10 to 12 years ago. I was a lot younger and it's it's a little depressing realizing I'm old now, you know.
2: And here's the thing, Steve, that is really people. I don't think they understand. Like Sean Payton, he's one of the few coaches that in his second decade was. As successful as his first. Now, granted, he didn't win a Super Bowl, but, like, the list of coaches that have won 11 games four times in their second decade with a team, it's, like, Tom Landry and um, Don Shula and, like, like one other person. That's it. Like, he kind of had a second act with the 2017 draft.
8: Um, I I mentioned this on my Instant Reaction podcast with Dave, but... I remember when the Saints hired Sean Payton, and I was not crazy about it. I didn't know much about Sean Payton, but what I did know was that he was the offensive coordinator for the Giants, and he got his play calling pulled pulled from him from Jim Fossil. And I remember the Giants went on to win the Super Bowl. Get to the Super Bowl, yeah, 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 yeah. And and Fossil was was like, it, it was a bad look for Sean Payton. Like he did not look very appealing based on how that all played out, and so. Look, I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I I knew about that situation, and I remember thinking, "Man, like this this guy has a black mark on him, a, a black check mark, and I, I don't know about this guy, but he really hit the ground running." But in, in my wildest imaginations, yes,
3: yeah, so uh, one, they- one more,
5: Never
8: th-
3: Ralph, one team. more, thing about yeah, but one more thing, I'll let other guys talk the about the seventeen draft. I think you're spot on there. Look back, we always compare him to Parcells, right? Parcells only did eight years with the Giants before he eventually jumped and, and bounced around. So in some ways, we were fortunate to have Peyton go through his second team with the Saints, right? That sixteen mm-hmm. to seventeen era and launching That's into right. that, and and we, so we were fortunate to get that. And to the the other thing is him leaving now about all the you know the the going out on a good note. I don't know if I'm the only one that feels this way, but it kind of lessens the blow of 2018, 2011. It, it, it brings me some closure. So it does not we'll do
2: for me. No. That's like, getting, oh, that's like okay. saying you're going to get over Macho Grande. I'll never get over 2018. Um, no. Thanks, um,
3: yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: Steve, thanks Thanks. Well, it for, lessens thanks for it. On. It
3: lessens it. That's all.
2: No, it, maybe for you. I'm glad you can get past <laughs> it. I cannot.
3: All right. All right. <laughs> thanks, guys. <Joseph>. Thanks.
2: <laughs> no, I was going to say... You know, um, as we had some, pe- some people in here, we have a bunch of people. We'll, we'll try to get to everybody that wants to talk. The one thing that I was going to say, uh, Kevin and Andrew, what's your sort of favorite Sean Payton, like, I wouldn't say, like, game, because that, but, like, off the field thing? And I'm thinking, like, worry about your freaking meat, um, him destroying the fire uh, alarm in Cincinnati, him wearing the Goodell shirt after the no call, the circle of life with Greg Williams. Like what's your favorite, like Sean Payton, I'm a jerk and I'm petty, but he's doing it to the other team. So we like it. What's your favorite one of those that Sean Payton did?
5: Kevin, you want to go? I got one, but do you, no, 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 you go ahead because I honestly can't think of, I can't think of an in game. I mean, maybe the choking gesture.
8: (laughs) Uh, Dante Uh. Freeman, who, who he later signed, which was hilarious. Um, So mine is, well, the, when he does the skull celebration in the Viking stadium, that was pretty great. But to me, I don't know why this one's my favorite, but he was so petty about Eagles fans egging.
2: Oh,
1: that's right.
8: And I remember, and, and part of the reason I love this is with the whole media narrative that the saints can't win a playoff game on the road, that they've never won a playoff game on the road. And Shane Graham, of all people wins the game for the saints with a walk-off field goal and the saints, you know, they, they shower, they do the media, whatever. They get on the team bus and Sean Payton tells the driver, you know what? I want you to do a lap around the stadium. And so they do a victory (laughs) lap around the stadium to make sure that all the Eagles fans that are around, see the saints bus circle the stadium twice. He does it again after the first time, so they circled the stadium <laughs> twice, and it was that to me just encapsulates Sean Payton because he he had a great sense of humor, he was a total competitor, but he was also a little bit petty.
2: And we love New Orleans. The only thing New Orleans loves more than kink cakes is being petty. I mean, let's let's be real. Um, so it, it we got Budrich. Budrich, you're here. Tell us what, what what you got. Your thoughts on Sean Payton.
9: Uh, Sean kind of, I'm I'm sorry, yeah. Andrew kind of took some of my uh, thoughts, like you know how, you know. I'm glad when he left. It wasn't just on his own terms because that's almost exceedingly rare for head coaches. Many of them mm-hmm. they they either you know just retire because they're probably going to get fired soon, or you know they get fired and it's towards the end of the years where it just gets bitter and stale. All the players hate him. There's bickering. You got some "quote unquote" leaked about how some players are, you know, are just fed up and tired with tired of him. I'm just glad, you know, when he went out on his own on his own terms, and you know, he left with uh, honestly probably better of an opportunity that another head coach could po- could possibly get.
2: I mean, I think the Saints' job. I think it's a. People are saying, "Oh, it's it's Saints are going back to being bad." There's, I think the Saints' job, if you're a coach, you're like, get me that freaking job. You got a owner who doesn't meddle. You got a GM. You got Ireland who's proven successful in the draft. I think it's going to be a job that people are going to want. Like, and granted, there's only yeah. thirty-two of them. But like,
8: right, I, dude, I, I think <laughs> when you have a GM, when you when you have a GM that has the capability of manipulating the cap however he wants. And you have an owner that's like, yeah, spend whatever you need to. Let's go right up against the cap. I mean, n- not every owner is like that. Not GMs ar- aren't that. Yeah. Crafty. I- I'm telling you, like, it- it's it's a desirable spot.
2: I mean, Sean Payton joked about it. He's like, we had the credit card and Miss Gale never told us no. She They told us, well, we can't get it done by this time or whatever. But they never told us no. I think that's a rare thing. I mean, not not every NFL team runs, runs like the Saints where Gale, like, She's. I mean, obviously, she's not going to lose money, but she's not really concerned that the Saints aren't making a ton of money. She's going to run it a certain way. I think it's a a really, really appealing job. Um, The one thing I will say, too, is I I know everybody's doing the countdown to when he becomes the Cowboys head coach. But, Kevin, I really think there's like a – I think he'll coach again, but I still think – I think there's a better chance than a lot of people think that Sean Payton might be a rock star on TV. Like, he's got the the personality. He understands how to talk to fans and people in a way that, like, Drew Brees, for example, even though he was okay on TV, doesn't. I think there's a chance Sean Payton is a rock star on TV. And in, like, two years when Jerry Jones is like, come coach the Cowboys, Sean Payton is like, get the hell out of here. I'm making $12 million a year doing Monday Night Football with Al Michaels. I'm not coming
5: back to coach. Like, I, I, th- I, I think you mean Sunday night football.
2: Well, no, I saw Al Michaels. ESPN wants Al Michaels. So, oh, okay. So oh uh, he can might be going. He...
9: Him being like Bill Cowher because when Cowher retired after the '06 season, he was only 48 at the time. It's kind of hard to believe, and there were probably some inklings that he probably did want to come back to coach, and just never did. So, even if he doesn't get a gig, like you know, being a uh, co- play-by-play commentator or anything like that. I honestly think, you know, if he gets a nice job where he's probably shooting crap with whoever, whether it be ESPN or CBS or Fox, you know, he's going to enjoy himself. And he's probably not going to go back to coaching ever.
2: Maybe we'll see. I I think it's probably will. I just think it's I think I just think it's a chance because he's so he's he's going to I think he's going to be so good on TV. He's going to be he's going to be more like Madden than like Tony Romo. I don't think Sean Payton's going to be like predicting plays and stuff, but I think Sean Payton's going to be able to tell stories, do with the telestrator, explain why coaches are thinking. He's going to be able to do it in a relatable, understandable way that people are going to love. That's just, you know. But, uh, Butteridge, thanks thanks for joining us as always. Uh, Andrew, I said in my WWL column I didn't want to think about the dark cold future of New Orleans football. Um, but we kind of have to. Um, and here's the thing, not to just pitch our, our uh, become a patron on Saints Happy Hour because we're awesome, but you should because we do a Saints podcast every day. We do breaking news. We beat everybody with breaking news reactions. You become a patron and you get a mug. It's cheap. It's awesome. You support us. We're, we're amazing. But I have no idea how this off season is going to go. There is so many different ways it could go with the saints. Like we're only going to be on here for an hour, 45 minutes or so. But like, what's your first, like what's your first inkling of like what they're going to do? Not coach wise, but like cap and personnel and quarterback. Like, are they going to continue there? We're going for it. We're trying to win I- or, or are they going to, are they going to do something
8: different? I don't know, man. Everything is everything is on the table. Like, I think the most likely scenario is that Dennis Allen is your coach. And to me, you can kiss Russell Wilson goodbye, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson. None of that's happening. I, I think now that Sean Payton is gone, I, where I was, I, I would maybe have given it a five percent chance or less. Uh, it, it's zero now. Now, if they have Eric being the enemy, if they hire him. If they hire, you know, if they hire some coach where all of a sudden you're like, maybe Russell Wilson is back in play. So I think everything is on the table. They could go YOLO. They could bring Teron Armstead back. Uh, they, they could blow the whole thing up. They could wait until June 1st, trade away Michael Thomas, trade away Kamara, trade away Lattimore, all for picks, uh, fix their cap in, in one year. And, and reload with a, an epic draft class orchestrated by Jeff Ireland. Like, th- those are the two extremes. And then there's everything in between. And, and I really think it's all in play, Ralph. That, that's the part that gets me excited is that now that Sean Payton's gone, I'll be honest, I kind of lament the Taysom Hill contract now because I'm just like, who is going to deal with that, you know? But yeah. anyway.
2: Yeah, you think he could have gave Mickey a heads up and be like, Mickey, Mickey, Mickey. I'm leaving. Don't give Taysom Hill any more money. But the thing about Taysom Hill is, <laughs> is if they wouldn't, if they didn't wouldn't have extended him, he would still would have counted nine million against the cap for next year. So like it's one of those rock and a hard We got we got Anne. Ann wants to 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 talk to us. What's your thoughts on Sean Payton leaving? And do you have a favorite Sean Payton memory, Ann?
9: I actually have
4: a question for Andrew. I need to know why you got blocked.
8: that's it that's the question
4: i have Uh, other comments but that's it's been bugging me all day
8: you want want me to start with that okay so sean payton and and this was someone on twitter at some point said the, the way i remember this was a couple few years ago but sean said something like or i'm sorry someone tagged me on twitter and said you need to go on the saints happy hour podcast and i responded to that and said Yes, and Sean Payton was tagged, and I responded, yes, absolutely. Sean, if you come on, I promise I won't bring up Vicodin Gate. (laughs) And and, and, obviously the joke was not appreciated. It did not land well, and uh, and he blocked me. And, you know, I have to say since then, Connor Payton has come on our show, uh, as you guys know, and I I have a texting relationship with him. We talk all the time, and, and, and so I have a good relationship with Connor. And at one point I texted Connor and I'm like, look, hey dude, can you get your dad to unblock me? Like this is kind of embarrassing, but like it's going on years now. And he he was like, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I'll reach out to him now. Yeah, sure nope. was, he, and and like he got back to me as like, Yeah, sorry, no go on that. So, so he's, <laughs> he just like he asked his dad, he's like, Can you unblock me? He's like, I'm not doing that. And so, like, it's just perpetuated into infinity now. I'm never gonna get unblocked.
2: He's petty, man. He he remembers yeah, all the stories. That's a story. He, and one thing yes. that, I, I'll tell you this before you make your other comment, I'll say this. Today, I, wa- I was still feeling pretty good like he wasn't gonna retire. And then I saw Jonah Barnes, who, by the way, does amazing work. You should follow him. He does f- hysterical Saints videos. He did a hysterical like 60-second video today of him at Sean Payton's door yelling at Sean Payton. And Sean Payton blocked him. And I was like, oh no, that's a bad sign, like that, he, that Sean Payton is, is blocking him. And then I got a bad sign, and then later he, uh, Sean Payton actually retired and Jen Jonah t- he DM'd me that the, the the tweet of Thanos: what did it cost you? Everything. <laughs> so go ahead anna what's what's your thoughts on on sean payton retiring and your favorite memories
4: so i actually the egg on the philly buses i really enjoyed because i had bought his book and in his one of his like beginning seasons he had told the players on the team we're gonna get we're gonna get hit with like seven eggs and he got eight and he was so happy to be proved right so I enjoyed it when it happened again. And then just his comments on Philly fans in the book, just seeing like, um, like one of the kids was flipping off the Saints bus. He's like, I believe that's called Learn behavior.
9: So, <laughs> <laughs>
4: all of those things building was probably favorite. Um,
2: yeah. No, I love the thing in 2006, they go to Dallas, stomp, his mentor built ourselves into the ground, and the flight home for Dallas from the for the Saints, right? The Flight home is like you know like hour ten, and he told the pilot, "Hey, make it a little longer. I want to drink a couple of extra beers because this is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing tonight. So like, just like things like that that he does that it's just he's just so fun and.
8: Oh, what, do you remember, Ralph, do you remember the story about, so he was, uh, so he was at a restaurant uh, the night before, uh, let's see, who was it? It was Jerry, Jerry Jones in right. Dallas, right? And so they're basically There's... like, well, what wine do you have? And they're like, well, we have all these bottles, but we have one that's not available. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, that, well, that's the one we want. Like, I want the one that's not <laughs> available. And she's like, no, no, we can't give it to you. It's spoken for. And he's like, well, who, who has it? And he's like, actually, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys are brass are coming in tomorrow night and that's that's their reserved bottle and and so Sean Payne's like okay well we have to have that bottle and so you know they they negotiate (laughs) they they end up paying more to get the bottle and then they drink it and then they leave it for Jerry Jones empty for the next night and they leave a note on it like thanks for the great bottle
2: (laughs) I mean that's amazing he it It's Anna. Thanks for the thanks for reminding me about the the Philadelphia style. It's just he the thing with Sean Payton that that he uh and thanks again, Ann uh that he understood, I think Andrew better than any coach that I can remember is he understood that like all you have to do is acknowledge the fans' sort of craziness and a little bit. And it's not a point of hey, if you start thinking like the fans and acting like the fans, you're going to be sitting with them. Not like that cliche. He never did that. But like, you just have to acknowledge our insanity, like he did with Eli. He's like, yeah, I'm rooting for, I'm rooting for Trey, and I'm rooting for Vaughn. Eli, not as much, you know. Like he, <laughs> he, he knew what was going on with Eli Apple, and it's just, it's just great that he like acknowledges that Saints fans were were insane. You know, and I just think,
8: yeah, I just think Most, that's one let's, great... let's keep it rolling. We got some people that want to talk. Let's keep it rolling.
2: Okay, who we got? We got uh uh, uh, Kool- how you, yeah, Kuyon, Kuyon, go, 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 Kuyon.
10: I'm sorry about the name, Ralph. I knew it'd trip you up. Sean. I know, right? All right, <laughs> but uh, I think my favorite thing about Sean Payton though is just how much he embraced the Saints Falcons rivalry. Oh my god! And, yes. And And just as a fan, you know, you just appreciate a coach who loves to beat your better rival. And to have a 21 and nine overall record against him couldn't be any better. I mean, going out and retiring after beating the
2: Falcons in your last game. He twisted the knife. He twisted the knife on the way out. You know? I know, I know it was great. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I tweeted this today. I said, this is all you need to know about Sean Payton's greatness. On the day Sean Payton retired, Falcons fans treated it like it's their biggest win of the last 5 years. <laughs> That's all you need to know about the greatness of Sean Payton.
10: Absolutely. So. And and 100%. And it's it's just something that I think you need more of in sports and I'm hoping that if it's Dennis Allen or Eric Benamy or whoever else is, is the next head coach can also embrace because you see how much the fans enjoy mm-hmm. that.
2: It's, it's just, and the thing is it doesn't affect anything about your coaching and how you run your team. You just sort of embrace the fan. You embrace, you embrace what we care about and you acknowledge it and we love you for it. You know, like, like
8: yeah, but you know, Sean Payton had his, his things. Like I remember him, Kind of criticizing seafood and saying, you know, I'm I'm kind of more of a meat and potatoes kind of guy. Like, and, and, and you know, there was other stuff. Like, he said some controversial, just political stuff in, in the wake of Will Smith yes, about gun, guns. And yeah, I, I'm just saying, like, he his, his comments publicly. And, and and this isn't me like casting judgment or saying what side of the fence I'm on. I'm just saying he he would put out political things that I would say didn't always resonate with half of the fan, fan base or more. And, but because Sean Payton was unapologetically who he was, I I feel like he was ex- accepted despite the fact that he hated seafood, despite yes, right. the fact that his polit- <laughs> politics sometimes didn't align with some of the fan base. It was like, we were cool with that because he was a football genius. He loved the saints. He embraced the city of new Orleans and, that was good enough but and you know flip side of that it also made the team embrace
10: him more and also made new orleans even more of an attractive destination for free agents because they no knew a coach would have their back and believed in the same causes that they did
2: yeah and, right. and he said he said something interesting he said today he said one of the key things is as a coach is it's easier to just be fair than appear like you're being fair and you know, thank, thanks again for, for joining us, Kuyon. We appreciate it. Um, you know, Andrew, before we get to Devin and David, I, I want to say this. The thing that was amazing to me uh, of Sean Payton is it was instantaneous that you were like, oh, my God, this coach is good. And I know I know it's Cleveland, cool the first game in 2006, and you say, oh, it's the Browns and ha, ha, ha. But I remember that game where – the Saints, their run defense for Jim Hazard was terrible. And that game, Cleveland, the Saints shut their run game down. They had Reggie Bush moving around, which, by the way, in 2006 was like revolutionary of like, hey, I'm going to gonna put you in motion. I'm going to move the back around. I'm going to throw to him a ton. And I was just like, oh, my God, he's coaching the pants off of Romeo Cronel. And I know it's the Browns, but it was like instant-frequentaneously you knew, oh, This guy's good. Like, to me, that's how fast it was. And I was like you. I had – I was like, eh, they hired him, whatever. I guess it's the best they can get because it's Katrina and all that. But from the jump, Sean Payton, you just saw it.
8: Well, you talk about culture. And to me, that message was sent really from day one. And we we didn't know it yet because at the time, this was still a brand-new coach. And there was a bunch of players that were brought in that we had never heard of. But – Looking back on it now, trading Dante Stallworth was a ballsy move. But it was like you're falling asleep and you're showing up late to practice. You're oversleeping. You're gone. And they traded him before the season started. Marcus Colston, Colston, rookie seventh-round pick, you're up. You're starting. Stallworth, see you later. And at the time, Colston – they, they didn't realize he was going to be the legend he became. At the time, Colston was looking pretty no. good, but it wasn't that he was better than Stalworth, It was that he was showing up to practice. And for him to make that decision to trade him when you're a brand new coach, I mean, it, it, it required some stones, man. But looking back on it now, that was a culture he was trying to create from the very beginning.
9: Yeah.
2: Devin, what's your thoughts on Sean Payton? Um, first of
1: all, um i'm a bucks fan but i come in peace so this is a very very happy day <laughs>
8: get out of me. here now, i'm kidding
1: this is a very happy day for me listen i know i'm a bucks fan and you guys don't think about us ever um and we're just the redheaded headed stepchild <laughs> that just want to be your rivals um but this is just I'm, I'm celebrating guys uh we can't we couldn't get this guy's number he's one of the best head coaches um ever to to coach in the NFL. i I'd, I'd put him top five, top 10. Um, But how's it going to feel when, when he takes that, that
2: Dallas job? I mean, it's, it's going to be, it'll be in two. It'll be, it won't be this year. I think it'll be in two years, but like I said, maybe Devin, before you listen, I think there's, there's like a 10, 15% chance that he's awesome in TV and doesn't come back for a while or right at all. And I want to tell you this about, and thanks Devin for joining us. I want to say this, Devin, The Even though Sean Payton leaving – look, the the Saints' uncertain – the future is uncertain. I couldn't be happier that they're in the NFC South because here's the thing. Tom Brady, he's going to play one more year. He's going to monetize the hell out of his retirement tour. But after Tom Brady leaves and probably Bruce Arians leaves, the NFC South is going to be the ghetto of the NFL. And like nine wins, or going to win that division – it is going to be a trash pile and i am happy to be there with the saints in flux uh and the nfc uh i can i can't wait i can, the, the, the i'm going to make a prediction to you within the next 4 years the nfc south will have a team win that division with a losing record i guess like the say, NFC, yes. like the nfc west like i forget what year it was when the seattle won they were like
1: That's 79 right. and last year with redskins
8: yeah. I want to be. And, I want to be the first division winner with ten losses in NFL history. But <laughs> I will say
1: this though. I will say this though. Sean Payton leaving helps the Tom Brady case to come back because it's almost if he, if he comes back, I know we're going to lose pieces. It's almost a lock for us to win the division, even if we don't beat you guys. Um, but I mean, it's just a it's a very happy day for me. Um,
8: <laughs> I do think you guys should have Dennis let, let, Allen. Devin, Dennis Allen Devin, should be head coach. Devin, let's not forget that. It was uh, Dennis Allen who was the head coach when you lost 9 And that's exactly what he's just, why he just, be just be saying. Head coach. That's exactly why he should be your head coach. He,
2: yeah, and, and th- thanks thanks for joining us, Evan. We appreciate it. Well, and, I know, if I could uh, just say
1: one last thing: more, go ahead. Um, um, I, I just have to say it. Fuck the Saints. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Tampa fans, man. Tampa fans, they so badly want to be our rival and they just can't we're in a committed hateful relationship with the falcons devin it's never it's never changing like that's that's what it's it cute, is though.
8: it's cute that you want to be our rival and here's the thing we'll take it under advisement
2: day before we get to david i want to say this too like dennis allen and andrew i want you to to talk about your points that you made on the breaking news podcast which people can check out But also you made that to me, to me, when we were talking, you were saying, hey, I Dennis Allen could be a great hire, but you wanted him. You want him to be his own man and you want to see steps or things that he does that shows you, hey, I'm not just trying to be we're not just trying to continue Sean Payton without Sean Payton. You want Dennis Allen to do some stuff to show, hey, I'm shaking things up. It's Dennis Allen's team now.
8: I think it is Dennis Allen's team. Uh, I think he's going to get the job. It makes a lot of sense to me. I support it. Look, I, I think when you consider the job he's done with his defense, and then on top of that, I really feel like that Bucks game was his audition. You know, and for them to win nine nothing, I just I think he's the candidate. Now, I, I'm down with interviewing Aaron Glenn, and even if they decide not to give him the job. I think you strongly consider him for defensive coordinator um, and see if you can poach him from the lions. But uh, I I would, I would interview Eric Benny of the chiefs, if possible, he's a new Orleans Orleans guy. And, and and so look like I I don't, I I think you got to do your due diligence here. I don't think you just hire Dennis Allen and you keep things as is like, I I don't, I don't think you do that. You've got to do what's best for the saints. You've got to make the best hire to give us the best chance of winning. Uh, But Look, Dennis Allen is being interviewed by other teams, so it's not like he's a guy that only makes sense for the Saints. He is a valuable commodity on the open market right now for teams looking for a head coach, and I think there's a good chance the Saints deem that he's the guy.
2: You know, and it and it gets tough because, you know, the jobs, the general manager jobs are getting filled, and and once these teams start hiring head coaches, then they start putting together a staff, and if the Saints don't have a head coach – Guys on the Saints staff will be like, Whoa, I got offered the job with the Giants. I got offered a job with the Bears. Like, I gotta take that gig because I don't know what's going on with the Saints. So they may have this pressure to like get it filled. I I want like I wonder how fast I think the Dennis Allen thing could go pretty fast. Like, I think it's kinda all it's kind of like the Saint like you said, like that was his audition against Tampa and he's gonna fill it and they like it kind of stinks for Aaron Glenn, maybe that it's kinda of like they need they needed to check the box for the for the Rooney
8: rules. Rooney rule. rule C. But uh, don't you think Aaron Glenn is interviewing for that defensive coordinator job just as much as the head coach job?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I possibly. I know, I know he interviewed I know he interviewed for the head coaching job in Denver. Um I think he would be it would be if he was Here's the thing with Detroit. Detroit is so... Their roster is so awful that I think it would be a great move for Aaron Glenn, even if he comes to the Saints and, hey, it's Dennis Allen and it's defense, and people would kind of maybe not give him full credit. But... I mean, if Aaron Glenn comes to the Saints and the Saints, they keep Marcus Williams. Maybe they get better health and figure some things out. And they squeeze into the playoffs next year because of their – and it would be because of their defense, right? Then Aaron Glenn, boom, you're on the real fast track to getting a gig. So uh, I, yeah. think could, I think it uh, could – I think I would
8: look at – I mean, first of all, Aaron Glenn, if his choice is the Lions or the Saints, I, I think even a lateral move in terms of just the, the, the position title – I mean, between those two defenses, it's obvious which one you would want to join. So I think he would make the move number one. And I would pose him this question: You want your line? You do you want your your linebacker to be Pete Werner or Anzalone? The choice is yours.
2: <laughs> I forgot Anzalone is with the Lions. Oh my god! You
8: pick. You pick, bro. Which you team p- you want? You, you want pick Anzalone or you want Demario Davis? Which one, uh, which one sounds? Yeah,
2: good? yeah, would. Which- it's tough call, tough call, David. What's your thoughts on uh, Sean Payton leaving?
4: Okay, so uh, for the Bucks fan that was just on, we own the Bucks long before Sean Payton, and we will still own the Bucks after Sean. Payton. Jim Haslett owned the Bucks. Exactly. I mean, I mean come on, he did.
1: You know,
6: right? I mean, we
4: we own the so, Bucks. There's two things I think the Saints are going to do after, uh, uh, as far as hiring a, a new uh, coach. They're either going to hire Dennis Allen and have Chris Richard or uh, Ryan Nielsen be defensive coordinator, and Pete Carmichael be offensive coordinator, or the only other option I could see is hiring an offensive-minded head coach. Because uh, since we're a defensive-oriented team now, I think we need, since our offense is so putrid, putrid we need that you know that spark for offense. We need someone with an offensive mind that can, you know, push this offense. Okay, the third thing about Sean Payton, right? I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for this. And, like, I appreciated everything Sean Payton has done for us. But especially if he leaves the following year or if he goes to another team for the following year, it feels like he is jumping ship
8: when things are getting difficult.
2: It would. It would kind of feel like that
8: way. If if yeah, he, if he I, I hear wait. that, but I, I hear that, but I think it's also important to remember that things got difficult a couple of times along the way. I mean, Rob Ryan. Yes, my the God, the, 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 the Rob Ryan, the the Spagnoli year. I mean, some of these defenses were the worst defenses in NFL history, and, and he stayed but around I, for the fix twice.
4: I feel like more, more than any other time in Sean Paynes tenure we needed him now more than ever. Well, that's the,
2: that's the that's the thing that's so – of all of it. His game planning, the the biggest thing that terrifies me the most, David, and and thanks for thanks for joining us. And and I've said this to Andrew, the biggest thing that terrifies me the most is the Saints need a quarterback and now Sean Payton's not going to be making that decision. The thing that gave me so much confidence, you know, right after the Atlanta game they didn't make the playoffs is you were like they're going to get healthy. They're not going to have as bad a seed. They, they're not going to set the record for most starters used in a season again. And we have Sean Payton, and we, he's proven he can win with Taysom. He can, you know, he can win with Teddy Bridgewater. He almost won with McCown against the NFC champion Carolina Panthers in 2015. He won with Breeze. He can make almost any quarterback. He won with Jameis. He can make almost any quarterback look pretty good. And now you don't have that. And now. You need yeah. a quarterback. Jameis is gonna be gone. So like if you're gonna be drafting a guy, who makes the final decision on the evaluation? Is it Ireland? Is it Mickey? Is it Pete Carmichael? Like, you have huge decisions. Like, like, put it this way: in the draft, if the Saints had Sean Payton as coach in 2022 and they said, Oh, you know, the little on ESPN said, Oh, the Saints have traded up to fifth and they've given up a they've given up their their 2022 second, and they're 2023 first, and they're moving up to number five, and they're picking uh, Pickett from University of Pittsburgh. If Sean Payton was here, we'd be like, gotta trust Sean. He knows what he's doing. That's a ton to give up, and he's a rookie, but gotta trust Sean Payton. He knows what he's doing with quarterbacks. Now, whatever the Saints do at quarterback Andrew, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be giving him the side eye, and I'm gonna be on brand and panicked.
8: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So I, I think it's I think it's likely they draft a quarterback this year. Okay. So let's keep so it rolling. We got some other we got some other requests.
2: Yeah, we got we got some other requests. I want JP. We're gonna try to get to JP. Freaking football, chat you and scarf JP. What what's your thoughts on Sean Payton leaving? JP, are you there?
8: It says he's trying to connect, so he might be uh well, let's let's try and maybe get back to him.
2: Uh freaking football, what's your thoughts on Sean Payton leaving? Oh
11: hey, freaking hey football, are you there? Hey, how are you guys? hey
2: Scarf, what's going on?
11: Let's go with scarf, yeah. Scarf, go. Hey y'all, this is Ryan. So um Oh hey Ryan. Yeah. Um I'm the scourge of Saints Twitter, by the way. <laughs> Um, how, how the kids, Val, how the kids,
2: the kids, all right. I mean, you know, he, he was wondering why daddy was sad today. You know, oh, the cast came up. He was wondering why daddy was sad and drink, drinking in the afternoon. I had to explain to him that Sean Payton was leaving.
11: Well, Andrew, how did, how did your kids take it? Uh, my daughter said, who's
8: Sean Payton? <laughs> so that's, that's, that's kind of the state of affairs with my daughter. Uh, my son, you know, he's a diehard and we were in the car driving a basketball practice and uh, he just goes, he, he's blindsided, you know, cause he, he, he doesn't really listen to our show and he, he wasn't like aware of the noise and all that. Yeah. You know, I, I don't really tell him about kind of the, the text messages that I send with people and, you know, and all that. So he's just like, man, like, why did Sean Payton leave? Like, yeah, he, he's he's like he doesn't understand it. Like, he can't believe it. He's blindsided, I mean, and, 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 and that's and
11: that's and that's perfectly fine because I think when you look at, um, I thought about it last night. I put it, I don't, you know, I think I don't know. I think Andrew, you follow me on Twitter. I said Chuck Noll was fifty nine when he retired. Bill Cowher was fifty eight when he retired. Sean Payton is around the same age that that's Chuck right. Was. I didn't realize Chuck Noll was so young. Wow. Yeah, Chuck Noll was fifty nine when he retired, and um, and Sean Payton was fifty eight when he retired when he retired. And I'm thinking, you know, there's kids that only know Sean Payton as the coach of the Saints, and it's the same way with people in Pittsburgh. Kids, people of a certain generation, all they know. You know, they were born when Chuck No became head of coach of the Steelers, and by the time they graduated college, he had retired. And um I think to me, Ralph, and, and I'll be brief, I just think Sean was just tired. He was just tired. I was yeah, I at mean- that I was at that Dolphins game and I just thought of him just going through the motions and I'm like he, this is so wrong this game shouldn't be played it just felt out of sync
2: well I think that I think that's a fair point I mean Ryan and thanks for joining us we can try to squeeze in some more people as we before we get out of here at 10. Uh, Andrew that's a good point I mean he said in his press conference today he wasn't tired he's he, he joked that he yeah, looked I, that way because he's gotta, out of shape
8: I gotta, I gotta say Ralph like I, I yeah, I think he was out of shape, and look, he got COVID, and, and certainly the Dolphins game was a joke, and all that. But like, I gotta say, I'm not buying this whole like he was burnt out. I mean, maybe he was feeling. He said in training camp he was feeling like this was the beginning of the end, but I, I gotta say, this season was maybe one of his finest. My finest. When You guy. consider what he was up against and what what he did with what he had to work with, and and all the adversity. This was one of his best coaching seasons. So I, I don't, Maybe he was burnt out. Maybe he was kind of like, yeah, this is it. This is my last ride. I, I I can't do it anymore after this. But it certainly didn't show on the field because he wasn't mailing it in, as far as I'm concerned. No, I thought.
2: I, I mean, I, I I thought some of the. I mean, I know their offense was bad, and they were 31st in passing, and they were closer to 32 at points than they were closer to 30 in passing yards. So it was a struggle. But I felt like. They damn near did everything. They were doing everything possible, and he was invigorated to try to figure it freaking out.
8: And my thing is, they would have had more yards passing, and they would have gotten more reckless if their defense wasn't so good. But he chose to be more careful because he knew that was the path yeah. to winning games.
2: Yeah, and that's that's the, the that's to me that was of all the things that he did, game management, knowing how to call a game, and and, and gameplay. The biggest thing that impressed me the most with Sean Payton is he wasn't one of these coaches that was stuck in, like, I'm going to run my offense. Like, Mike March It's like, I'm only protecting with five, and if my quarterback dies, he dies. Like, Sean Payton was totally willing, like, when they played Carolina at the end of the year, he's, like, totally willing to just be like, I'm just going to run Kamara into the ground and Sam Darnold. Has 30 yards of offense since the first quarter, and I am not gonna let my offense lose this game. And I'm if, if I gotta punt three times three if I gotta punt three straight times on their side of the 50, I don't give a damn about your analytics and what it says. I'm just gonna keep pinning Carolina back, pinning them back, and Sam Donald's gonna screw it up. And I just think his willingness or ability, whatever you want to call it, to do that. Shows such a great gr- growth as coach because you see, that's the thing. Like, I I can't go back to poverty coaching, Andrew. I can't. Yeah. I, just, I
8: know.
2: Like
0: it's JP, a JP. JP, what you got? Hey, I was just gonna remind everybody. um Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Um, I just I, I believe it was in Sean Payton's book the story about when you know he was gonna have his first draft back in '06. And he found out Reggie Bush was going to be available, and he was at dinner, and he got a call, for, I believe, from Bush's agent. That's right. And said, "Don't draft Reggie Bush." And Sean Payton, a typical Sean Payton fashion, said, "You know, fuck you." And then apparently hung up the <laughs> phone. On him.
2: That's right. Sean so Payton. He's drawing a plays for what he's going to do with Reggie at dinner. His agent called, and Trump. But the the thing is, though, that's what he was the exact perfect hire for the Saints. Because maybe if the Saints they hire another coach that's not as confident or whatever, and he's like, "Well, Reggie doesn't want to be here. Maybe we shouldn't." Like the Saints, they hire Sean Payton. Sean Payne's like, "I don't give a damn. Like we're picking you at two, buddy. Get deal with it." Like, you know. So uh, he he was it was tremendous, and and um, you know all I can all I can say is and JP, thanks for joining us. We got to we got to wrap this up. We got to wrap this up because I got to, by the way, if you're in New Orleans, WWL 615, I'll be making jokes on the morning show with Eric Paulson. So join us. But anybody that joined this, this Twitter space and if you liked what you heard, please consider, don't even consider, do it. Go to saintshappyhour.com and become a patron. We do this every freaking day. We cover the Saints like nobody else. We have the most breaking news analysis, all of it. And, Andrew, they get a swag box with Cruditasum Cup, uh, Drew, Drew Brees, uh, Thank You Cup. We might have to do a Sean Payton Thank You Cup as our next swag. And you get the Saints Season Survival Mug. It makes all your alcohol taste 55% better. It's proven by science. science so I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah. So thanks to everybody. We had, a, we had a ton of people in the Twitter spaces. We might have to make this a regular thing, I think, think
8: Freakin' is in here. He's muted. Do you want to get you wanna chime Yeah, in quick? freaking
9: get yeah, him. Sure. uh yeah, I was just uh like uh congratulations to Sean Payton. I mean, like he had a great career. I'm happy for him. It sucks, but like I'm not gonna like be mad at him for anything. Uh and I'm just like kind of glad it ended on his terms because like one of my fears like a couple years when for like past few years when I know that Drew's retiring was like if like you know, somehow the ownership changed and Sean Bain was still here and he'd go out like Tom Landry and we get to see him. We have to see him like walk out, like <laughs> holding his box. I'm like, oh, God, this would be just so sad. <laughs> yeah. No.
2: no, I think that's a great point. I mean, lots of most coaches, Don Shula got kicked to the curb. Landry got kicked to the curb. Most coaches, it doesn't end well. You know, you don't get to leave. On your own terms with a 92 minute press conference, thanking everybody and trying to fight back tears. That's just, it's not how it goes, you know? Um, So we got to, you got to, I would say, Andrew, you got as happy an ending as you can have unless you were holding up a Lombardi trophy. That's the only way this, this ending, I think, could have been better.
8: Yeah, yeah. But look, I mean, if you told me right now, you get 16 years of Sean Payton, this is the win loss record, you get one Super Bowl, and we all take it. No question. Oh, 100%. I, you,
2: you could tell me – you could tell me if you told me 16 years ago, you would like, you're going to get a Super Bowl in the first four years and then you're going to get all this playoff pain, I still would have done it. Like, I would – I'd be no, like
8: – not even a question.
2: Sign. I'd be like, sign, I'd be like sign, sign me up. I would do it again. If you told me that Dennis Allen is going to give you 16 years the exact same as Sean Payton, but it's going to be twice as much playoff pain, but I still get a Super Bowl, I'd do it again. So, like – I don't know. Yeah, but Guys, yeah. everybody, thanks for joining us. We appreciate y'all. This was great fun. We're going to try to do this regularly during the off season. And let me tell you, the Saints offseason, it's going to be the most bonkers Saints offseason of your entire life. It's going to be crazy. It starts tomorrow. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Become a patron and we will see you next time.
5: We're driven by the search for better.
8: Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard BMW, the ultimate driving machine.
10: What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion. ...while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
4: Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. (laughs)